Welcome to the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast, where we interview the world's leading CEOs, business executives, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and authors. Our mission is to learn the strategies and tactics that have helped our guests succeed in business and life and share those lessons with you so that you can become the Bulletproof Entrepreneur. My name is Chia Dogu and I'm the co-founder and COO of Odogu Media Group. Odogu Media Group is a podcast marketing and new media agency that helps corporations create and amplify their story via high-quality branded audio content that builds a community of highly engaged fans who are their ideal clients for their premium products and services. And now, without further ado, on with the show. This episode is brought to you by the B2B Sales Mastery Summit. If you want to learn how to grow your sales using Gorilla B2B sales strategies, then you will definitely want to check out this summit. 10 world-class entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and sales and marketing professionals are going to share their best-kept secrets on how to grow your sales in the B2B space. You'll learn things like how to leverage your skills, how to apply LinkedIn to get non-stop leads, how to prospect and win, how to be a go-giver so that you can get more clients by actually serving them first, and of course, the art of closing the deal with your prospects and clients so that they'll feel like they're doing business with their long-lost friend. I have speakers coming from the likes of Dan Locke, Bob Berg, Paul Brody, Kimanzi Constable, Josh Elledge, Dr. Cindy McGovern, Tyle Roxon, Monique Russell, and Karen Yankovic. They'll be sharing their best-kept secrets on how you can succeed and win in your B2B sales goals in 2020. The summit starts November the 18th and 19th and will feature 30-minute actionable keynote addresses to equip you with all the tools and strategies you need to succeed. If you want to sign up, go to www.b2bsamas.com or www.b2bsalesmasterysummit.com to sign up for the B2B Sales Mastery Summit. I can't wait to see you there. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast. My guest today is Julian Hayes. Julian is a health and human performance coach. He's a corporate wellness consultant and an author. He writes for many publications on the internet, including Inc., Entrepreneur Success Magazine, CEO World, and a lot more. His work is primarily centered on helping entrepreneurs and organizations perform better, feel better, become stronger, and unlock their human potential without going through all the guesswork that you see and hear on the internet. I'm pleased to have Julian on the show today because he's going to help us think a lot about fitness, nutrition, wellness, and how to bring out the best in our performance, even though we think we're high performers. Sometimes we might not even be scratching the surface. So I wanted Julian to come and just give up some more tips and peel off the layers of uh, rust that is holding us back. So with that said, Julian, excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the program. Thank you much, Chief, for having me on here, man. I'm excited to have our discussion today. And I like the name of the podcast. I'm really digging it. Bulletproof Entrepreneur. I like that. Thanks. I, man. I, I like, I like empowering like statements. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Man. So Julian, you know, I mentioned you do all this cool stuff. You work with companies, you work with entrepreneurs, you know, you write for all these big publications on the internet, but I know like you're into comics. I'm into comics. The every hero has their origin story. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your origin story, your background, how you, transform from the guy you were to the man you are today? Yeah, so it's kind of twofold. Um, 
I was kind of just a very, just going with the flow teenager. Um, and this is kind of my health origin story here mm. is that, um, growing up, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, mm. South, you know, um, it's not exactly a pillar of health. Um, <laughs> you know, sweet tea is really just sugar mm-hmm. and uh, everything has extra butter and oil and all that. So growing up, my paradigm viewpoint of health was that the best days are when you're younger and then it just gets worse as you get mm-hmm. older, mm-hmm. starting around 30. And we were playing basketball one day. That's the sport I played. And there was an older gentleman that was running around and then he was working out and jump roping and just fantastic shape. And I was like, man, who is this guy? Is he a superhero? Maybe mm-hmm. they are real. And I talked to him and everything. And I, I forgot how old he is. I want to say at least 50 or so. Okay. And so I asked him and he's like, age is irrelevant. What really matters is what you put into your body and how you talk to yourself. And that statement stuck with me for, you know, pretty much the rest of my life. And so even now I tell people that your chronological age means nothing. It's all about your, your biological age and you have control over that. And so this leads me on a journey through college and eventually to medical school in New York, where I finally get to medical school and I'm thinking my career is going to be uh, as a doctor. I wanted to be an ophthalmologist Mm -hmm. and I just have these chance encounters and one in particular is what planted to seed. And I skipped class that day. I skipped class a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was in the lower East side. I was having a Capriana, you know, so and there was a lady beside me and we got to chatting and she was like, I'm surprised you're here. You're a student. Shouldn't you be studying? I was like, mm. I should, but uh, that's not the point. And so we, we got to talk and I got to see what she's doing and she's traveling for work. She's works for herself. And so she has all this freedom. So she's combining multiple passions and then something just went off in my head. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Mm. So what I discovered was I really like health. I really love to study and learn, but I'm not necessarily in love with being a doctor. Mm. So that summer when I fly back to Tennessee, I wake up in the middle of the night and just say, "Uh, this is it. I'm not going back. So I tell everyone the next day, I'm super excited about this. I'm like, hey, I think I found my passion. I'm not going back to school. I'm going to start coaching and writing. They're like, did you get get drugged or something when you were up in New York? Like, what what happened to you? (laughs) Like... What are you talking about? Because the reason why I understand now for 20 something years, I never told anyone that I like to write or that Mm. I like creative. I like creativity Mm. or or any of that stuff. So this is out of left field because it's something I kept quiet, just Mm kind of like, like me, like in a symphony and that kind of thing. So I kind of kept that on the low. Mm. And so so this comes out of left field. And so, and then, so that's kind of like the origin story with that. And then, so I, I'm not a good writer at first. Mm-hmm. So I think it took me over a year before I got any opportunity with writing. And my first opportunity was writing was with my local newspaper here. And oh, so wow. I, I just walked in and said, um, I can give you guys fresh content because all your, your health and fitness content is repurposed. So I researched them and, and saw that I could provide, um, some fresh content from a local voice. And so mm. that kind of gave me my start, gave me my confidence. Um, and then I finally started pitching some of the smaller 
magazines and publications. And then I just worked my way up from there to get to like ink and entrepreneur. Oh, oh. Um, from right, well, before we get to that, you mentioned something earlier that I wanted to touch on, which is you said, um, what matters is your biological age and not your chronological age. Could you share some more light on that? Yeah. So chronological age is, so I'm 33 right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, or actually let's use a better example. Let's say someone's 60 years old. Okay. And typically what you think of someone as 60 years old is you think they're moving a little slower. Mm-hmm. They might be a little colder because their metabolism has slowed down. They might be a little more chunkier or a little more, a little more excess meat on them mm-hmm. you know, and all that. And so they might not even be as mentally sharp because that's the typical cycle of someone mm-hmm. quote unquote aging at 60. Yeah. But what I'm proposing and what the real truth is, that your age is irrelevant in terms of if you take care of yourself. So biologically inside that 60 year old can really be performing like a 45 year old, perhaps Mm. or a 40 year old Mm. all due to how he's taking care of himself, how he's sleeping well, how he's eating, how he's handling stress, how his relationships are, his Mm. fulfillment with work. Mm. That's interesting. You mentioned that because I'm just remembering, I have an uncle who's about 73, 74 maybe. Mm-hmm. And he works, since I've known him, I've known him all my life, he works out two hours every day. Mm-hmm. So two hours like full on five, six incline on the treadmill, cycling, doing cardio, everything, stretches, lunges, going for long, long walks. He literally does all the math in his head. He never uses a calculator. He works in a high-level job. He has his own foundation that he runs as well. And half the time, he's like running circles around people half his age. Yeah. And the the cool thing is now you can actually, we can, you know, there's, there's modalities that you can actually test this now. There's Mm. a called the epigenetic age test. And so what you do is um, you'll give a blood sample and you'll ship it back to the lab. And what comes back is they'll show you how old you are epigenetically. Mm. Um, like your actual chronological age. Mm. So that can show you if is if the interventions that you're taking on a day-to-day basis, how it's actually matching up um, inside. Okay. So now that's one experiment. So are you saying if we make poor choices in terms of our sleep, rest, nutrition, mm-hmm. even a 21-year-old inside can actually have the health of a 60 or 70 year old person? Uh, I, it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't be that far of an extreme, okay. Okay, but, yeah. but you, but you can, you can age. Okay. You can age faster depending on how you uh, treat your body. Now the, the cool thing about it is the human body is very forgiving. Okay. Very forgiving because I'll be honest. I mean, when, during my early days in college, I was not exactly a saint. Mm. I consumed a lot of alcohol, like mm-hmm. a lot of alcohol. And I had like large pizzas on the regular because I was Mm. trying to gain weight and all that. And so, and so, you know, I, I don't want any of your listeners to think that, Oh, I haven't been taking care of my body yet. So maybe it's too late for me. Mm -hmm. Like, no, like today, you know, much like, you know, health and business are kind of similar, you know, today is the best day to start that new thing that you want, Mm. that new new identity, that new venture today's Mm. the best day to start with that. And so that's kind of how it is with health. So, no matter what has happened from 
you know, the last hour in, in the past, mm-hmm. right this moment can be a new start to shift your whole entire health and energy paradigm. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so it's never too late, but yeah, um, over the course of time, interventions can go, you know, they can slow the process down or you can um, expedite the process. Okay. Now, since this show is targeted more towards um, people that are younger in the early stage career, mm-hmm. so uh, can you share some of the things we can now start doing to help us have, you know, better sleep, optimal health and peak performance? Because at this stage, like you said, you know, nobody's the same, you know, we're yeah. drinking, going out partying, eating fast food, working very long hours, you know, so there are some things that are like, kind of have to do well not that you kind of have to do that but you do them now because they make life easy yeah but at the same time you know that the long run is detrimental to your health so what are some of the things we can start doing to improve our health and performance yeah when it when it comes to sleep one of the easiest things to do that also can not be easy at times mm-hmm. is to go to sleep at the same time and to wake up at the same time and to to keep to have a set time that you do that because what you're doing is you're aligning what you call your circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. You're finding that, that rhythm. So, um, and it's easier as we get older to get in those routines as a younger, you know, you want to go out or something. Mm-hmm. So what, for those kind of people, the, the social butterflies, as I call them, mm-hmm. at least, at least give yourself like a 90 minute frame, give or take between that time. So if you're going to commit to, 10 to 6 a.m. That's my time I go to sleep. Okay. You know, every now and then it might be 1130. Okay. But you're still staying within that time frame. And something that helped me when I, when I look back during my more social days is not, this is hard to do, but it's to stop drinking at least like two hours before you go to sleep. So you mean stop, stop drinking what? Like alcohol? Uh, alcohol. Alcohol, okay. yeah. Because okay. I, I assume most people, when they go out, they're going to consume alcohol a little bit. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is about alcohol is you'll think it helps you go to sleep. You're like, man, I fell asleep quick last night. <laughs> but the thing but, um, the, we have these cool wearables now. And even if not, um, alcohol doesn't really give you that deep sleep. So you might not notice it, but you have a lot of awakenings throughout the night when you're having um, alcohol. So you're not getting through your entire um, sleep cycle. Sleep cycle yeah. yeah. So you're not getting into that, that critical, those last two critical stages, the REM sleep and the deep sleep. You're not getting mm. that. So you're not truly restorative on the next day. Mm. So that's not the thing with sleep right there. Um, caffeine. Caffeine's another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, at least eight hours, six to eight hours is what I've, I've found to be best for people. Um, now, for me, since I have a lot of data on myself, um, I know my genetics and everything. I actually do like I double that because I process alcohol and caffeine slower than most people. Mm. So, so, so uh, what do you mean you have a lot of data on your genetics and how, oh, okay. how, how does that help? Yeah. Um, so what, one of the main things I do is, um, and I won't go too far into the weeds on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I do genetic testing and that's the base of, of anytime somebody comes to me for advising or anything, or, and even with myself, I get the genetics ran to see what my unique genetic code is. Okay. And from there I can see 
what types of foods, what types of diets will be more ideal for me? What types mm. of training? How's my sleep look? Um, and so, and then more importantly, how do I process caffeine? Um, yeah, what's, should I use a higher carb or a lower carb diet? You can get really specific and into the weeds. And so, 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 so you can get into the weeds with genetic testing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I that's like, that. yeah. So that's like one of the things I, I do with that, but for general guidelines, you're mm. always, you always want to, um, at least stay with like six, to eight hours because caffeine yeah. has such a long half-life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but the main thing is a big one and it's easy to do. There's a lot of things you can do, but one is just sticking to a consistent awake time and a sleep time because okay. you're, you're setting your body up to go on a, on a clock system. And so it's going to be a much easier time to fall asleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then as far as like productivity, give yourself the, if you can give yourself the first few hours to yourself. Okay. So first thing in the morning, power yeah. you know, hour and all that stuff. Or at least I like, I would say if you can, at least 90, 90 minutes, 90, okay. 90, 90 to two and a half hours. Yeah. To yourself okay. to do whatever you need to do. So whether that's, you know, you have, um, a job, but you're trying to transition to, um, running your own business, starting your own company. Mm-hmm. Maybe that first time, that first thing in the morning is to all it's all towards, um, your job, okay. your business that you're building. So it's taking care of your health and then it's putting some time, for your side hustle to become your main um, hustle hustle yeah. yeah and so um so yeah so that's one of the most important things there um and then i would also say um getting your identity in line and what i mean by that is and when i think back to when i was very when i was at the very beginning of like my journey so I knew I wanted to be, well, I'll use writing, for example. Okay. So I knew I wanted to be the type of guy who was going to write for magazines like Inc, bodybuilding.com and et cetera, and et cetera. I didn't have the skill level at that time, but I had, you know, those three magic words, you know, and we talked about this before mm. uh, the show is be, do, and have. So mm. I was like, so for someone who, the type of person who writes for those places who do I have to be to become that type of person? What kind of habits, what kind of habits is that person going to do? So that's the person I have to become. So that's my B. And then do is like specific tactical stuff. Okay. What would that kind of person do? So he's probably going to write every day. Mm. Okay. So I need to do that. All right. Um, he's probably not going to be good at all at the beginning, but he's going to mm-hmm. persist through because he knows that there's a suck stage with any type of skill acquisition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the have is easy. Then you'll have it because you're going to go through those first two critical two stages. stages yeah. Okay. Now, when you're in that suck stage, how do you persist and not give up? Because uh, we spoke earlier and you said it took you over a year until you started seeing positive results. But Sometimes it's like, you know, yes, you know, you're supposed to be persistent and tenacious and you sit down and you're trying to do the work, but, you know, the mind plays tricks on you and you yourself are feeling, okay, I'm doing this, it's not working, I'm doing this, and how, how, how do I keep going, you know, because right. I really, really want to step into the half part, but the being and the doing seems like it's going to take forever. Man, I, 
I think about this all the time and I wish I had like a very poetic and eloquent and, and, you know, majestic answer, Mm. but I just don't, it's really, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. (laughs) (laughs) And okay. And so, yeah, that's, but what has helped me, which might not help everyone else is I kind of have what I call a extreme mentors. Okay. So I think comparison, we're always going to compare ourselves. I think that's human nature. Okay. I just want to make sure I compare myself to the right people. Mm. So I'm, so I'm comparing myself to like people I've read about. So like Quincy Jones, I read about his upbringing. Mm. Um, I read about a lot of historical figures. So basically I read about people who has had a very, am I allowed to cuss on this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I read about people who had a very shitty upbringing. Okay. A lot of shitty circumstances. Okay. And then they persisted through. And then what that does for me is that gives me the motivation. That gives me the clarity. So when self-pity comes, which it always does, Mm. I just acknowledge it and say, okay, if so-and-so can do it and they persisted through Mm. when half the resources that we have now weren't available, Mm. then I can do this. And I think, I think I have some saying, and I, this is like when I'm running or jump roping and Rocky's playing in my ear. I think I said like pain leads to strength and struggle leads to growth, something mm. like that. And so I just have these things that like, like I'm going to do this come hell or high water because mm. what's the alternative? Like really? Yeah. You know, I, I don't really have an alternative. Me personally, like mm. I'm not, I'm not going back to school. No way. Not now. Mm. You know? <laughs> no more no more student loans and so, <laughs> uh, so so i'm not going to do that and you're not going you're not going to go get like an office job yeah just because it's not it's not congruent with what my nature is and yeah. who i i feel as a person like i'm very connected with like my personal vision or what i feel like i'm here to best serve yeah. you know? so i kind of know i kind of know my end game okay. you know um i'm kind of like I like Thanos. I'm very clear on my vision. Mm. Whatever it takes. So I'm getting those stones. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so I, I'm that part, it's messy. Mm-hmm. And so there's really no like, there's really like no satisfying answer to like, how do you embrace this suck? Because if you study any artist, any painter, any musician, any, any like true entrepreneur, like real mm-hmm. entrepreneur, not like no offense, but this online world is really wacky. Mm. But if you like some real people, you would see that like people have have lost like three businesses before they got their fourth one. Now I'm not saying you need to you need to lose businesses and, and go in like massive debt, but I'm just saying like we real all stuff yeah, has yeah, happened to yeah, them. We all we all are gonna have struggles. Mm-hmm. And so nobody wants to share the struggles. Nobody wants to because it's it's not there's no shock value in that, and that's that's not that's not sellable because mm. people want to be sold to dream because it makes them feel better and lets them off the hook. But yeah. what I've learned is there's, there's, you can't cheat it. There's always mm. a cost that comes to get you in the end. Mm. Mm. I like that. You can't cheat the process. You have to. Yeah. It, it's, it, you know, like fitness and business are, are, are the same. Mm. Like, you can't cheat it. Input mm. equals output. Now, now, looking at, as you say, fitness and business are the same. Looking at your work as a fitness expert going into the business world, what are some lessons or philosophies you 
combined to help people that are executives, entrepreneurs, business owners, even companies in general. What are some of the lessons and philosophies you um, put in front of them and say, hey, you know what, these are kind of like the key things that you guys need to, to grab onto first before we even do any serious work with your executives. These are your beliefs, these are your values, these are your attitudes, uh, these are the type of things that you need to start becoming in your, in your collective minds before we can now start seeing success. Because I know they bring you in and they want to see success right away. And success, we've all covered that just now, is a long-term process. Yeah. Well, the first thing is, like, I'm crystal clear that, mm. like, I'm not for everyone. Okay. Because I'm not going to sell you the dream and, and, and tell you that, hypothetically, you can have your cake and eat it. Okay. I believe you can have everything you want. You just can't have it all at the same time. Okay. And certain things need to come in a sequential order. So I'm very frank up front. Okay. Now, the first thing is to kind of get a scouting report on yourself to kind of know what do you want. And a lot of times the first answer that people give, that is not the answer. You need hmm. to ask, you need to ask like, why, why is that important to you? Like five or okay. six times to so get really deep and get really to the root core, the cause of what it is you want. Because then when you know what you want, now, now we have a target. So now we know where you are and we know exactly where you want to be. And now it's just mapping out a plan. That's the easy part. But I know it sounds counterintuitive. Most people think like doing this stuff is the hard part, but it's really not. It's really getting clear on what you want. Mm. And, then every, and then everything else can fall into place from there. Now, and then correlating those two things together um, it's KPIs. Everybody knows KPIs. Mm -hmm. So what are some of our KPIs? And because the data, the data is not going to lie. And that's mm -hmm. kind of, and that's kind of what I am. Um, I use, um, and they, they, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? They kind of relate to that okay. as it's coming from their business world. So what are some key KPIs that we can use to measure how this thing is going? Measure success. Yeah. And I would probably moving on further is our actual designing. So after you you know what you want, you've obsessed, you gathered all this data up. Now it's time to put this together mm. and kind of make these things kind of flow harmoniously, like a, um, like a maestro, like a, at a symphony, you know, having all these things go together. So this is the designing part. And in the designing part, you're thinking, okay, I have my work here. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people at this time have a family or they at least have a, a girlfriend or something. And so you have those buckets. And so how can we make these buckets work together mm -hmm. to where they seamlessly go together? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and if you're looking at tactical things, um, one of the things is um, like nutrition, for example. Um, okay. A lot of times, and I'm like this this way, I can get so into work that I will forget to eat. Yeah, I'll, I'll forget to eat. I'll, I'll get dialed in. Mm. Problem is, then if I skip just eating all the time, when I, I'm, I'm starving at the end of the day, and then every, everything's a free fall, then it becomes mm. a buffet. Mm -hmm. And that takes me off my goals. So mm. how, can we, how, can, how can we prevent that? And so then what we can do is outsource. So you outsource in business, you can outsource in health. And so maybe that's meal prepping ahead of time. 
maybe that's using a lot of the different meal delivery services so you can make things run seamlessly so it's okay. thinking of so it's thinking of your body just like a business so you're going to always try to outsource and be as efficient as possible to have things running automatically and you can do the same thing with your health mm. now when 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 it comes to that you know there's the work part where we're talking about, you know, buying into the philosophy, but also there's a home part of, take for example, somebody has a family, a mm-hmm. wife, kids, you know, they're busy with activities. And it's it's one thing for that one person to say, I'm going to get on the, the health bandwagon to improve mm-hmm. my peak performance. But, you know, you have people that you love living with you and let, let's face it, eating healthy is not necessarily the most attractive things because sometimes, it might not taste that great, but it's good for you. So how can you include your family and people closer to you when you're on this journey to make things better for yourself holistically? I think, you know, it's getting the buy-in. Okay. Explaining to them, you know, what you're doing and why it's important. It sounds super simple, but oftentimes, and you would be surprised at how many people don't really tell like, their friends or, or their significant other that why they really want to do this, mm. why it's important. And if you really explain that to them, like why this is important, why you must do this, they're going to do everything they can to support you. Mm. After all, they love you. You know, you're, 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 you're their wife, you're their boyfriend, you're, you're their best friend. So they want to be there and support you. Okay. They're going to, they're going to have your back in that, but it's up to you to tell them why it's important to you. Okay. And because if you think about it, by doing that, you're going to be able to show up to them in a much better state. Hmm. Like you're going to be able to have a better relationship with your wife. For example, if you're taking care of you first, hmm. you're going to feel more into your masculinity. And that's going to show with your wife. You're going to be more affectionate. Hmm. You're going to be more present for your kids. You're going to be better for your teammates. So that's why you want to explain to them why you must do this or why it is important mm. and why you need their help and get them involved so they can feel a part of it as well. A lot of times when, when there's friction at home with, with different food ide- ideologies, it's because the communi- there's a communication gap. Okay. Mm. And when it comes to something like building resiliency and mental toughness, I know you've written a lot about this in some of your Inc. articles. Mm-hmm. But looking at it from the perspective of, okay, I am early stage of my career. I'm trying to climb up the corporate ladder or trying to get my side hustle. What are some steps? I, I, I want you to approach it because I know you've approached this a little bit, but I want you to approach this from the perspective of like giving kind of like a training guide, the tactical steps, you know, that somebody can implement right now. So what are some things that someone can do to build that, you know, mental toughness muscle? Yeah. So the first one is to keep your word. Okay. Yeah. So keep your word, whatever you said you're going to do, do it. That's, that's, that's <coughs> one of the things that I've learned. I think I, I asked a mentor a long time ago, I'm just not feeling confident and sure mm. myself. And I was like, I don't know why he's like, um, what'd you do last week? Or he's like, what were you supposed to do last week? And I named off some things. He's like, mm. you finished? And I was like, no. He's like, that's why, you know, you're losing respect within yourself. Mm. You word within yourself. So the first thing is to keep your word, do what you say you're going to do. 
follow through whatever you say you're going to do see it to the finish and i you know if it's not the right thing it's not the right thing but you're avoiding procrastinating which in turn is going to help you get feedback much quicker to reiterate for the next round of whatever you're doing okay so that's the first area um and you know know what you want that's that's a given right Mm -hmm. and i would say for the person with the side hustle and the job you need to have some dedicated time that is always for the side hustle you need to treat that kind of like you treat your the job so if the job is from nine to five or ten to six Mm -hmm. are you going to work on it before you go to work or are you going to work on it after and what are you going to be consistent with Mm. because um Oftentimes, I think we'll try to hit a grand slam. We'll try to accomplish so much, so many things in like one day. Mm. When really it's about consistently getting singles, consistently getting doubles, incrementally improving, incrementally mm. working on the business each day. Because, you know, you have to start at one before you get to two. Yeah. Now, any sort of business starts with one and then you get to two, mm-hmm. three. Cool. Cool. I love that. And as we start to wind on the show, I have a couple of wrapping up questions for you. I think we've covered most of my questions here, but now your career as a consultant, international speaker, writer, takes you around the world. You meet different people. How do you um, connect with people? So when I say connect with people, you've mentioned a lot that you have mentors here. And I know some people might probably be listening to this and say, you know what, that's one thing I'm lacking in my own personal development is connecting with a mentor that can help me get to where I need to be. But I don't know how to do it. I'm intimidated. I can't reach out to them. Or I don't even think I have something to offer them that mm-hmm. would be interested in working with me. So what's your uh, process or what's your approach to connecting with people that are influential or mentors who can help you on your journey? Okay, so there's a two-part answer here. Okay. Okay, so let's do personal. So the personal part is um, I have some sort of hobby that's outside like your main area. So you, so you, can, um, so you can get practice with talking with people, communicating with strangers, et cetera, and et cetera. So for me, whatever city I go in, one of the things is I learn how to salsa dance a little bit. Mm. So whatever city I go into the way for me to make friends. Cause I don't want to go in clubs and, and, you know, party the night away. I can't do that. I don't want to do that. And so for me, what helps me keep my conversation skills and all that is to go to different salsa things where I'm okay. at. And so that's kind of how I, I, I work with that. So whatever your hobby is, it can be whatever it can be painting. It can be CrossFit with your friends. doesn't matter. I would say have some hobby that, let you consistently socially practice with strangers. And the second part, when it comes to connecting professionally, um, so I'll just say what I, I've done. So I read a lot of books and okay. if I like something, I email the author and okay. say, you know, I really enjoyed X and X. Thank you for that. I, this is how it implement, this is how it affected my life. This is how I implemented it. So I, I send them a shout out and just thank them mm. and expect nothing in return. And you'll be surprised that those types of people don't get as many messages as you think in terms of, in terms of uh, 
those kind of uh, messages to let them know how your book or how your work affected them. Mm. And they'll often say, thank you back and maybe ask you some other questions. And then you just begin the relationship from there. Mm. So you're not necessarily ever, I don't ever ask anyone, Hey, will you be my mentor? Or, hey, mm. that. I usually just, ha- you know, I read their book, I read their work. Um, and I generally try to support them or, or, put them on game as, as some of my friends, as some, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be hip here, you know, put, put, and so I put them on game by sharing them with other friends and, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and family. And I just let it happen organically there. But I always reach out to people. Okay. I, you know, I've met, I got introduced to like some of my favorite childhood writers and, uh, like consultants and coaches that, um, helped me develop mm-hmm. as a, as who I am now. And so, I simply, I reached out to them and, you know, and so I, I, I kind of know them now. Mm. And so, um, once again, that's not a very sexy answer, but, um, in a world where people usually hide behind, like, uh, um, I'll put it this way. Most people are afraid yeah. to really reach out to people now and talk. We live in a world and I'll try not to go off too much on a tangent here. Okay, no, that's <laughs> you know, people are scared to pick up the phone. I, they can't do that anymore. So mm-hmm. if you pick up the phone, you have an you have an advantage there. Really? Something as simple as making a phone call. You can make a phone call. You know, if you can maybe send someone a short video mm. thanking them or, or for something or whatever, that's gonna put you that's gonna separate you mm. because you're you're going the extra step. It's very easy now, you know, to send a text message. It's very mm-hmm. easy now to send, send a, an email to send a very generic email, mm-hmm. but people who get a lot of emails, you can tell when there's a little thought into it. Mm. You know, you, you can tell when someone's read your book and you, you can, you can, you can sense it a little different. I'm, I'm sure you've been pitched by some spam before and yeah. you know, it's just like, Oh, this is lazy. But then people who actually emailed you and even if the wording or whatever wasn't right or wasn't a good fit, you still appreciated it because they put a little extra thought into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's really what people are looking for today. It's mm. just a little extra thought. So I would, you know, I would challenge people at least to reach out to three people that they want to know each, each week. I, I, I think, I think there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. um, because the alternative is still having no, the, the alternative is no network um, no one knows who you are. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have nothing to lose yeah. by sending your message. I think another, I think another hip saying now is, isn't it, you got to shoot your shots. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I've been getting put on game by, uh, by some kids. <laughs> so they're, 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 they're keeping me hip. <laughs> shoot your shots. <laughs> I had another shoot, one. Shoot your emails. I had another one. Is it like you shoot to thrill or you shoot to kill? <laughs> I like that. I like that. But yeah, so it, it, it fortune favors to bold, especially mm. when you're coming from a good place, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. You have nothing to be ashamed of when you're reaching out to people. So, mm. and some people won't respond. And if you do get a not so good message, which should never happen, but if you do just, just realize that that person's probably going, that person's probably having a shitty day. Yeah. And so it's it's nothing personal, and I think that's one of the four agreements by Don Miguel Riaz or something. The one of those books, those self help books. Okay. So it's, don't take anything personally. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. 
And with that said, my friend, we've reached the end of the uh, podcast. I want to thank you for coming to share your story and words of wisdom and teaching us something about how to become better peak performance. But before I let you off, tell us a little bit more about where people can find you, get in touch with you, connect with you, and possibly learn more about your work. Yeah. So you can just go to my home base, which is theartoffitnessandlife.com, and you'll see everything there. Um, and then specifically, if you would like like a energy checklist is what I call it. It's um, it's five simple things that I use and kind of what I recommend to clients as the foundational pillars. You can go to theartoffitnessinlife.com forward slash EOD checklist mm. and you'll get your um, free PDF with that. Oh, okay. Now, as you mentioned energy checklist, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, um, when it comes to energy, what what do you mean by that? Because I've heard different terms and uses of energy. So take, for oh, example, yeah. if you're trying to like maybe connect with somebody of the opposite sex, you know, it's all about yeah. <laughs> your aura, your energy yeah. and how you have your inner game set. So, so in your own words, what does energy um, mean and how does it translate to living a better life? Yeah, well, yeah, energy can... I need to reclaim that word, but yeah, energy can be all kinds of things, you know, it can mm. get really very woo wooey, but I'm very practical. Um, you need energy just to go throughout the day. Mm. You need energy to energy and health are together. So, you know, there's different forms of energy for me. There's, there's mental energy, emotional energy, mm. there's um, physiological energy, there's relational energy. You know, there's your productivity and performance energy in, in that aspect. Mm -hmm. So, so when you, for my checklist, it's not necessarily eat this way, eat this way. It's how to help you become uh, a better critical thinker, a better thinker okay. side to set up systems that gives you that energy to go throughout the day. Mm. It's If that answers that. Okay. Yeah, no, that helps. Yes, but yeah, it's a, so it's no like um, vibes or like... <laughs> connect these vibes together to connect so it's no it's none of that it's just like hey you wake up every day with a certain amount of energy mm -hmm. i want to make sure that you that you are a green 100 like an iphone when you mm -hmm. wake up in the morning and then maybe at, you know whenever at night you're you're in the red mm -hmm. and again when you wake up the next day you're going to be in the green so okay. that's that's pretty simply how i look at it okay cool cool and guys if you want to know more about getting your energy up, go to his website, The Art of Fitness and Life. You can get that download. And um, are you active on social media, LinkedIn? Where can people uh, I'm using LinkedIn. I okay. like LinkedIn. LinkedIn is very straightforward. So, yeah. So, I'll, I'll be on LinkedIn. You can look up uh, Julian Hayes II. Okay. Uh, the second will be with two Roman numeral eyes. And okay. so, uh, so, yep. You'll find me there. Um, I sporadically use Twitter at the Julian Hayes. And other than that, I mean, you can send a friend request on Facebook if you want as well, but I can send some of those links over if you want. Okay, yeah. No, and I'll put that in the show notes once this is going live. But yeah, most likely I'll direct people to where you hang out the most, which is yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, I like I like LinkedIn. It's very okay. clean, professional. Nice, nice. <laughs> so with that said, Julian, thanks a lot for coming to do this interview today. Truly appreciate the time you've taken to, to share your story, to share your words of wisdom, to teach us something more about improving our personal and... Um, professional performance thank you much man i really appreciate it and for any listeners out there if you got any questions anything that you want cleared up or whatever shoot me an email i'm 
I am not one of those mean people, so I will <laughs> respond back because I know um, it takes a village to succeed. And I mm. know what it was like when I was first starting out and I was just like, damn, can somebody like, you know, help me with something? So yeah. um, I'll be there. Just reach out if you need something. Cool. Will do. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you love what you hear on today's episode of the podcast, go to iTunes and leave a review and a comment. It helps other great listeners like yourself find the show. And of course, you can always find more episodes of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast at www.odogwu.com.